Welcome back to the Todd Duncan Podcast. This is where success happens. A member of the industry syndicate, Todd's goal is to transform your business and life through deeper connections, higher trust, and proven strategies to help you win and give you your best life ever. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to High Trust Coaching Live. I am Hope Mormon. I'm the divisional president for High Trust Coaching, and I have with me one of our master level coaches, Trevor Hammond. So, welcome, Trevor. Hey, Hope. Good to be here. I have you here today. It's been a while since we've been on Coaching Live together. Yes, it has. I'm excited. We're looking forward to it. So um, before we get started, you know, one of the things I wanted to mention is that High Trust Coaching Live is up, you know, every Wednesday morning on High Trust Today Facebook group. Todd is consistently pouring in information and content and coaching and information all week long. So if you are joining us on High Trust Today Facebook group, great. If you haven't um, and you're joining us on maybe LinkedIn or somewhere else, you know, do join the High Trust Today Facebook group. We'd love to have you. It's a tremendous community and um, we would love to have you on the, in the group and kind of engaging with us. So please do join us on High Trust Today Facebook group. Um, Alrighty, so Trevor, before we get started today, you know, sales mastery, still a major, major buzz going on. Coaching members are talking about it every day. What were a couple of your highlights for sales mastery? It was a great event. Uh, and I keep talking about it with all of my high trust coaching clients, my, my loan officers at my branch, and I had pages. Um, but the things, when you asked me that, the things that probably pop up first for me was the interview with Marty and Wally. Um, financial planners are a big focus for us as a group. Uh, Kristen Brown's in the house. Um, <laughs> and so that just reminded me, we're going to take our financial planning pillar to another another level. Uh, talking, you know, hearing from Wally. And um, the other thing that I really thought was a great takeaway that's actually come into a lot of my coaching calls with our, with our coaching clients is the Atomic Habits and the thought process around 1% was a concept he brought up. And so the way I've internalized that in our conversations is just don't go get to the end of the day with a zero, right? If, if you know you need to call your real estate partners or you need to call your database or you need to exercise, no matter how little time you feel like you have, just, just don't have a zero in at the end of the day. And that's such a, to me, a profound concept because everybody's like, okay, I could do one push up today. Yes. You know, just to not have a zero. Exactly. Exactly, Trevor. You know, and I was listening to a podcast that Todd and Linda Davidson did yesterday, and they were talking about that same very the very same thing. And there was asking yourself that question, what is that one percent improvement better, different that I can do today? Asking yourself that question in the beginning of your day and actually think yeah. about it. People get overwhelmed, you know, a lot of our like coaching clients, my own loan officers. There's so much they're working on and trying to accomplish, and there are these these big boulders you're trying to push. And that one percent idea, you know, what if you just did a little bit each day, and it just compounds? And so by the end of, I know we're going to talk about business planning today. Mm -hmm. What if by the end of the quarter you've gotten there? Right? It's not all going to happen in the first week, the first month. Um, but that one percent, I think, is a, a concept people should carry through the rest of this year and into next year for sure. Yeah. So Trevor, don't you think that that's something that we do in coaching? 
you know, is that all year long, you know, we're doing that 1% improvement in one area or another all throughout the year. So it's almost as if we almost forget all of what we've accomplished throughout the year. Do you think that that happens a lot in coaching? Oh yeah. I, I don't, I think we, we accomplish a lot more than we realize a lot of times throughout the mm -hmm. year. You know, I hate the word busy, but we we do feel busy. That's our perception of ourselves. And this industry is very busy. This year has been uh, such an unexpected, incredible year from a business standpoint, you know, outside of what's going on in the rest of the world. Yes. You know, the market really turned towards us as mortgage professionals. So probably most yes. people that are on here live or watch this in the future. I mean, hopefully 2020, they'll look back and it, it was the best year they've ever had. Yes. From a product productivity standpoint. Um, so one of the things, you know, I feel like just for our, our own sanity and our and our confidence, we've got to recognize our accomplishments at the end of the day. I know yes. maybe maybe this is part of the business planning and thought process for people just to do more mm -hmm. of that. But you get to the end of the day and 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 the paradigm shift is not focusing on all the things you didn't get done. It's focusing on the top two or three things you did get done. And that right mm -hmm. there changes your mindset. Yes. Uh, to be more confident and feel like, okay, I got some key things done today. Yeah. Not the seven things I didn't get done. Yeah. You know, I, I, you know, Trevor, I absolutely love that. And part of, you know, this month's coaching, you know, coaching this, this month is really centered around obviously planning for Q4, which we're going to talk about today, but also identifying where, where we are now, what we've accomplished up through the end of Q3. What is our hourly rate? Right. You know, how, you know, have we, are we on track to meet our goal? Have we exceeded goal? Should we raise the bar? Where are we now? And to really just take that 30 minute coaching session to say, yay us, you know, or, you know, I've exceeded goal, you know, and some of our, Todd was asking me yesterday, he was saying, well, hasn't everybody just exceeded goal? And I said, well, some of our coaching members had quite a lofty idea as to what they were planning for 2020. Mm -hmm. And um, so some of them are actually meeting that lofty goal. Um, and some of them have, have exceeded it. So it's kind of on an individual basis on how realistic and how much of a stretch goal we were planning in January of 2020. Absolutely. Uh, everybody's very unique in that area. I would agree 100% because think back in January when you were setting your goals for the year. Yes. Hopefully even December you're actually doing it before the year started. Yes. <laughs> you know, I, it's, it's, it's funny. I, years ago I stopped, I, I still call it a business plan because everybody knows what that is when you talk about your 2020 or 2021 business plan. Uh -huh. But to me, I, I decided long ago, it's not a plan, it's a vision. I mean, if you're sitting in December or January trying to anticipate what the world around you looks like in September or October, yes, it's nearly impossible with how fast things go. Nobody could have predicted what was going to happen this year back in December and January exactly. uh, in our environment. So just depends on how you set goals. But I don't think anybody was setting a goal back then based mm -hmm. on what actually has transpired this year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I think there's a lot of reset happening there. I have clients coaching, you know, clients in the high trust program, my own mortgage professionals that have now exceeded their goal. And some of it, you, they feel they can, they can, they're taking a little bit of a break. They're letting their foot off the gas mm -hmm. and others are going, mm, I don't want this to end. So I gotta, I gotta step it back up. Right. Because right they don't want to go back to their, their old normal. They like this new normal. So it's mm -hmm. very unique to each individual. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, you know, it's very, very true. And I, and, and I think that's why I like doing it before we start going into the, you know, the Q4 planning is where are we now and, um, and, and, and at least acknowledge our, you know, our success and our accomplishments. And, you know, we don't know what 2021 is going to bring us. And, um, you know, I have had a lot of our newer coaching members asking us, well, isn't everybody insanely busy? Isn't everyone <clears throat> experiencing this? And I said, yes, but they're coaching members that have been with us for a couple years were a little bit better prepared you know they had their teams in place they had their ops in place they had their relationships in place so they were i think maybe a little bit prepared would you agree with that yeah there was a quote in 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 sales mastery this year that i keep just repeating to myself and others that i think it was a john wooden quote but it's it's when opportunity arrives it's too late to prepare and that just wow. smacked me. It was, I love that. It was like, that is so true. And so what you're seeing is the people who already had kind of built up their systems to be very good, their customer experience systems, they had teams, right? They had capacity are the ones taking the most advantage of this market this year. Mm-hmm. And those that hadn't, right? Maybe it was out of fear. They, they hadn't brought on that first assistant yet. Uh, they are, they're, they're all, they're all winning, right? Everybody's doing good, but they're, right. they're maybe have a lot more stress involved. They're working yes. a lot more hours. So they're a getting kind of fatigued, which we've been talking about in, before. Right. So a lot of our coaching clients, I think the benefit, you know, we're giving anybody we're able to help on a regular basis is nav- helping them navigate through the, these waters. Mm-hmm. Everybody's busy, like I said, right. And everybody's mm-hmm. got a lot of opportunities, but how well are you? converting those opportunities. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, in refinance markets, uh, we've both been in this business a long time. It can be very much about rate and rate centric. And now it's just, you're swimming in that bloody red ocean with the, the shark. <laughs> yes. And you just feel beat up every day and you're not even getting the clients for the right reason. You're getting them because you gave them the rate that they oh were asking for, right? It's just, that's, that's not the high trust business model. Um, so a lot of our conversations, I, I imagine, I know for me and our other coaches are, still improving your game, even though the phone won't stop ringing. I mean, mm-hmm. still taking all of these at bats through the first nine months of this year mm-hmm. and still making sure we're improving along the way, not just getting through the year, but actually like learning and growing through the year. Yeah, exactly. And to your point a minute ago about leveraging and you know, leveraging this, this opportunity to grow database, are you asking for referrals? And I love what you just said about, are you getting clients for the right reason? Yeah. Are for, you getting value, right? right? Value creation, because, you know, we teach concepts like circle of cash flow and clients for life. And I know some people are just getting the loans and pushing them in. Right. And, mm-hmm. and they're forgetting some of those foundational principles uh, that I've been a student of, you know, since my baby days in this industry. And so have you, mm-hmm. uh, the Todd, the Todd's always teaching us, um, you know, that client, the, the ultimate goal is to multiply that client into more yes. clients. That's right. the ultimate goal. Then, then business gets really easy, yeah. you know, getting that person, not just to the finish line and getting a commission, but getting them to the end where they're like, I can't wait to tell other people about you. Thank you. And being very intentional about that. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and by design, yeah. It's kind of why we do business planning, right? It's, mm-hmm. I feel like if, if you don't take the time to put a plan together, not just for the beginning of the year, but each quarter is a biggie yes. for me. And even honestly, even your week and your day, mm-hmm. then if you're successful, you're successful by accident. 
Mm-hmm. And, and I don't, I don't ever feel good about that. Like, I know we all need a, a, a percentage of luck in, in this world and this business. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd rather feel like I'm kind of doing things by design and, and with some intention. And that's what a business plan does for us. Yeah, exactly. I, I can't agree with you more. And, you know, it's, it's interesting that a lot of the coaching members that I work with, um, and I'm sure most of our coaching members are thinking, God, it would be great to mirror um, 2020 and 2021, irrespective of what happens and what would that take in order to mirror that kind of production peak? Because we now know that it's possible. We now know it's attainable. Um, and they, haven't died. they didn't quite die. <laughs> we didn't die, right? You we have that record month and you're still living and breathing <laughs> and your family's intact. I mean, right. Yeah, you can exactly. do it again. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So let's talk about Q4. Um, and what are some of the things we should be thinking about that, you know, Trevor in Q4, um, as far as planning and ending the year strong? And and also, let's also kind of incorporate in a minute a conversation around what we should be doing in Q4 to be positioned for 2021. Yes, uh, that all kind of correlates. Um, uh-huh. I love the beginning of each quarter. I just, uh, the, the theory that I've been teaching for years and I, le- I live my business by is four good quarters make a great year. Mm-hmm. So I, like I said earlier, right? You can't anticipate what's going to happen eight, nine, 10 months down the road back in January. But I, if I chunk it down and I'm kind of clear about what I generally want to achieve this year, but then I chunk it down into these 90 day chunks. Mm-hmm. I can control 90 days a lot better than I can control 12 months. Mm-hmm. So quarterly business plans are just foundational for my success. Um, And then they're just in alignment with whatever your goals were for the year. So if you look at, if you take stock at where you are at the end of nine months, right? With what's come at us, right? The the drinking from the fire hydrant uh, much of this year. um, What have we learned? Yes. About ourselves, uh, about our team, about our ability to lead or about our partners about our partners you got it yeah. um about our ability to time block and then also block out the distractions from the time block that's gotten really mm-hmm. hard this year mm-hmm. um i think you know going and grabbing some coffee and going somewhere quiet and just reflecting for just a little bit you know for sure we do it at the beginning of each year about the previous year but each quarter if you do that you know, there's so much we learned that you you get to decide each quarter, what am I going to bring with me into the next quarter, in this case, Q4? Mm-hmm. And what am I going to leave behind me? Mm-hmm. And you can do that every month, every week, yeah. but at mm-hmm. least every quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do this every quarter. I reflect on the last 90 days, what worked, what didn't work, what did I learn? Uh, where did I fall on my face? And then now seeing that in front of me and reflecting on that, what am I going to bring forward into Q4? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And that is, it's reflection, right? It's some gratitude, but um, it, it re-energizes you, it re-centers you on whatever your vision is, right? Because we all should have a business vision. So your your yearly plan and your your quarterly plan should all just really be in alignment with that vision for your business. And, and some of us have just gotten off that or forgotten all about that. And right, right. we can recenter now. Yeah, I think that that's, you know, just absolutely so critical, you know, that we are doing that, that we are taking that whatever that time is um, to do all of the things that you just outlined, Trevor. I, I can't, you know, I can't impress upon everyone listening to it enough how critical that is, because and I love what you just said about what do I want to keep? What do I want to leave? 
And what mm-hmm. do I want to bring into the next quarter? You know, yeah, we so, decide. We decide. Wow, that's humongous. We are not victims here. You know, when you're yeah. in a commission only type of a role, uh, which I'm sure most of us on this this call are, are in this in this industry, we got to remember we 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 ha- we can have a CEO mindset of how we run our business, even within yes. a bigger business, and right. we don't have to keep bringing bad habits along. Mm-hmm. We, mm-hmm. we do it if we don't stop and plan and reflect, mm-hmm. but uh, that is kind of where coaching comes in. You know, I feel like a lot, um, you know, hourly rate's a big deal for us, right? That is one of my yeah. favorite metrics that we track for our, our trust coaching clients mm-hmm. because that that tells me, are we working smarter, not just harder? Yes. Like we're all working hard, but are we working smarter, right? Or is right. our conversion rates going up? Right. Because just working more hours is not what anybody really wants. And so mm-hmm. I, had a, I had a call yesterday with a coaching client um, and we were, I was having him go through how many hours he felt like he worked. He's like, well, you know, I, I did spend some time on a couple of weekends, but working on my business. So I didn't really count those. And I said, well, I'm not letting you off the hook with that. I mean, that should be part of your hours working. You, yes. you can't just spend hundred percent of your hours working in the business. Yeah. You know, this whole business planning and vision and reflecting is working on the business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I follow an 80-20 rule. I mean, a minimum of 20% of your time should be working on your business. Yes. So yes. that for him was kind of an epiphany. He's like, I yeah. never thought of it that way. Yeah. Said, well, that that is how you run and build a business. You yeah, spend time working on the business at least 20% and the rest of the time is in it, right? And just running hard and, and taking calls and, and, and you know, getting yeah. strategies put together for your clients. Exactly. You know, I learned that <clears throat> many years ago. Um, from Todd Duncan working on my business and I had actually did it weekly. Um, So Friday afternoons from one until four, I worked on my business and it was interesting. I was just thinking about Sales Mastery Digital this year and all of the 26 Sales Masteries we've had in the past that most of us would stay the weekend, right? And Mm -hmm. start doing some of that reflecting and start doing some of that planning. So I guess you and I are going to have to, you know, do a call to action, um, Trevor, and have everyone who attended Sales Mastery to do that on their own and find that time and block that time to do that reflection that we normally would have done, um, you know, directly following sales mastery. It was, that was probably the toughest part of digital. I thought it was better than I expected the overall experience, but it also allowed uh, sales professionals who like squirrels to Mm -hmm. multitask. (laughs) So you're not sitting in an audience where I can't necessarily be working on other stuff. Um, So I would definitely, as a call to action, just at this point of this call, if you haven't sat back and looked at all your notes you took from the events, but you invested all the time to watch and listen, you know, and learn, then you're doing yourself a disservice. So so it doesn't mean if you didn't already do it, it's okay, but do it. Block the time out. Take a, Mm -hmm. take a Friday afternoon, go back through your notes. I have almost a complete binder um, ironically, it's right here, sits on my yeah, desk every right day. There. And this thing is full. I even started putting some tabs in it of my real key takeaways. Uh-huh. Um, it doesn't leave my desk. It's always here. So I can kind of reflect mm-hmm. back. And that's how you get the most out of one event like that, one great event. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one of the, the you know, obviously the benefits is of digital is that you can go back whatever you missed 
or you whatever you want to watch again or one ever really truly resonated for you in that you know in whatever conversation to go back and listen to it again and really maybe dial in a little bit more as to what you want to be yes that's such a cool feature and you know, you, uh, Todd was so generous to let us invite real estate partners, yes, financial right? planning partners, uh, your loan officer assistants, right? Your operations managers. This is the first time most of them will ever have that experience. So if they weren't able to make it, how mm-hmm. cool would it be to host a little viewing party, grab just a couple of the segments that would be relevant mm-hmm. to whoever you want to invite, Sure. hop on a Zoom, share your screen and go through it together mm-hmm. for an hour and then spend 30 minutes, right? Have your favorite beverage in hand if, if that mm-hmm. makes it more fun. Yeah, sure. And you get kind of a happy hour. Hey, let me write this down. It's a great idea. <laughs> so, that was, that's how you take the learning, but also you, you leverage your time more effectively. You're now prospecting, deepening your relationships and learning all at the same time in that same mm-hmm. hour or hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would Absolutely. I think that's a great idea. And, you know, it's something I've been encouraging our coaching members to be doing um, is to whatever you miss, go back and listen, you know, do, do block out the time. You know, I, I know that you're busy. I know that we have to get every loan humanly possible in, in, you know, in and closed in October because of the new, you know, the Fannie Freddie fee increases and all of how that's impacting our industry. Um, we know that there is a fulfillment slowdown. So whatever's not approved in November is probably not going to close this year on refis and that type of thing. So do take this time, do block out this time. Trevor, do you have any more advice with regard to time blocking, taking that time or and you know to to actually do some planning around that and to listen to sales mastery. Yeah, I, I I think it all starts with commitment. You know, let's just be really honest. If you're not fully committed to it, you you won't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, Cody Hardridge, is some of you that watch this know Cody, and and I talk to Cody uh, quite often, and he always says, if they don't want it, they ain't gonna. Yeah. You know, so if you don't truly want it, or if you're not truly committed to having a more organized, proactive day, if you aren't truly sick and tired of being reactive or feeling reactive throughout the whole week, then you're not going to block the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a bad Mm -hmm. excuse, but Mm -hmm. get committed to it. And then you'll find a way to do it. I, Fridays, Fridays are my day. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't schedule any appointments for Fridays, except for our coaches call. That's fun. And we get to talk with other high trust coaches. Um, But otherwise, no appointments. That's my day to to work on my business. I have theme days. Mm -hmm. And I've started sharing some of that on our Facebook group that Tuesdays are my high trust Tuesday day. Mm -hmm. So theme days are a tip that I always share with my coaching clients, Mm -hmm. uh, my advisors. Um, So you have time blocks, but then have a realtor day, have a financial professional day, have a Mm -hmm. database day. Mm-hmm. Have a just close loops and catch up day. Mm-hmm. 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 And 80% of your day should be around that focus. So 20% of your day can still be interruptions and hey, got a minute mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I need a pre approval letter trying to put an offer in. Like that's great. But mm-hmm. the theme for that day is whatever you choose. So a lot of people benefit when I teach them or, or get them to get back to theme days. Mm-hmm. So I, that's a huge tip I would, I would have. And then you wake up with this, this clarity, this focus, like, okay. For me, you know, yesterday, Tuesday, high trust day. I read, I read, I read the book. I get my high trust mug. 
for my, that's my mug perfect Tuesday for coffee. Uh, I coach all the high trust coaching clients on Tuesdays and my whole team here in Portland knows that, that that's my day. Um, and it's just gives me that, that sense of direction. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love that. I love theme day. I think that's terrific. I, you know, I had only one theme day a week and that was my on time. Um, and, but the thing is, is that it's so true that either, you know, we are being intentional about our business and not being at the effect of our business, you know, because we're not really that successful if we are consistently at the effect of our business. We're just writing a lot of business, working a lot of hours and making hay while the sun is shining and then, you know, that type of thing. So let's talk about purchase refinance percentages um, and where we are now, <laughs> where we are now, what we can be doing in this quarter and in our business planning to ensure that our purchase refi um, percentages and you know ratios are a little bit more higher on the on the on the purchase side. You know this might sound crazy to many people who watch this either now or later. Um, there are people in our industry that are seventy percent purchased this year. Yes, there are. They are out there. They exist. Yeah. Um, they've been very intentional to not let that part slip. Um, mm -hmm. Now, I am all about taking care of all those clients that yeah. you've served. You, you've now okay. earned the right to now help them save a lot of money. And we, my team, all of my coaching clients are doing a lot of refinances too. So mm -hmm. that's where you have to scale up. You know, that's where we talked about, you know, bringing on more support so you can do that. But let's just sever the ties on the first three quarters in Q4. Um, if you have been neglecting your real estate agents, that's where that 1% idea comes in. You, you Like October for many people might still be their best month of this entire best year, which is uh -huh. just crazy to think about. So if you don't have an hour a day to, to prospect and call your real estate partners or check in on your, your TBDs, call one a day. Mm -hmm. You have to do something because the if you flip, go to the flip side, the worst thing that I keep telling my clients, my high trust coaching clients now is, Imagine it's November or December and you reach out to that real estate agent and you don't even realize it's been four or five months since you've really talked with that agent. Mm -hmm. uh, and they're like, hey, Trevor, uh, what are the, the refinances slowed down? Like rates go up, where you been? Mm -hmm. That's going to be uh, a, a gut punch. So Who wants to have that conversation? You do not want that to be their <laughs> response, like they haven't heard from you in so long. So Right. A lot of, you know, my coaching clients were talking about getting one bomb bomb video out a week, you know, add mm -hmm. value, get it out there. That takes you five minutes to record, mm -hmm. share a, a, a best practice, a case study, a tip from sales mastery, right? The, the content's yeah. endless. Yeah. yeah. Get your real estate agents into a group and get something of value. So they see your face. Like if you don't have a lot of time, you can still make a little bit of time. Yeah. Send a, send a birthday text to your agents, send a checking in on you, a video text. Mm -hmm. um, so the purchase business will always be, as we all know, we've all been trained, will always be what yes. carries us through. Yeah. Uh, so you've got to do enough this quarter, no matter how busy you feel or you don't have enough time, you can do 1% right. of yes. what you wish you were doing. Yes. Yes. We're not asking you for 360. We're not suggesting yeah. a 360. We're suggesting a 1% of your week that you're investing in your referral partners. I, I know that um, Todd Duncan, the first time I learned this years ago, um, he really saved my business because I wasn't focusing. I wasn't paying attention to my referral partners. And he said, this is coming. 
this is coming. And um, fortunately for me, I listened, you know, and I did invest in my referral partner relationships. I did grow them. I did expand them because obviously I was one of the few that were out there having those conversations with referral partners. So I was actually able to, um, to build, you know, to build some tremendous relationships that carried me for years to come. Um, so it, you know, so it was the first time that, you know, that I heard it. And so we can't emphasize it enough and maybe not get tired of, of just maybe bringing it up again. What are we doing? <laughs> you know? right. And I love the idea of doing a, doing a party. You know, I think I was thinking of for your real estate agents, I mean, any one of them, but you know, Linda Granger and Teresa Odette, you know, the power partnership, you know, that mm -hmm. that's a tremendous video to watch, to help them, you know, to say, I really am invested in your future. I'm invested yep. in your success. Yep. Um, here's, here's, this is, this is a perfect profile of what a power partnership looks like and what I'm looking to, you know, looking to create with you and, uh, as, as real estate, you know, business planning, which hopefully we'll give a quick outline of a, a sure, yes, business please. plan before we finish up here, but uh -huh. this is the perfect time to reach out to all your real estate partners, your financial partners and check in with them. What's their plan for Q4? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Here's mine. If they don't know how to put one together, help them put one together. Yes. One of my coaching clients uh, just yesterday, she admittedly, she's been dropping the ball, mm -hmm. not doing her enough of her marketing in her own mind to her real estate uh, agents. And by the end of yesterday, she had a video out to the agents. I asked her to include me. I got it. It was fantastic. And she's now putting a business planning happy hour together with all their agents virtually. Fantastic. And she just kept pushing off, pushing off. And, and finally I just said, do it like yeah. this will be fun. Do it. You love doing this. Just make the time and yeah. get it out by the end of yesterday. I love that. I love that. I love execution, right? It's suggestion yep. and conversation. Yes, I know you're right, coach. Yes, I, do. I agree with you. But the fact <laughs> that she, you know, did it before yeah. the end of the day and send yeah. it to you. I love that. I Just love that. That's going to serve. Get it done. Get it yeah. done. Get, get it done. <laughs> exactly. So, um, okay. So just to wrap up, most important, um, you know, anything else you want to be talking about as far as business planning um, for 2021? Here's my, here's where my head's at that I'm okay. sharing a lot with people. Nobody knows what 2021 is going to bring. Everybody's trying to predict and it's kind of funny. Yes. Rates can go up, they could go down, trillions of more in stimulus. Who knows who's going to be the president, right? So stop trying to figure that out. Yes. My theme for the, for Q4 is yoga. I think your quarter four focus needs to be around how do I build the most flexible business that is prepared for whatever happened to 2021. Mm -hmm. If rates go lower, mm -hmm. which there's talk of that, how do I make sure I'm prepared for that? Mm -hmm. If rates mm -hmm. go up, what do I need to be doing in Q4 to make sure I'm prepared for that? Mm -hmm. And there are certain things you could do to make sure you're prepared for both at the same time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, getting back out in front of your partners, if rates go up, you'll be glad. If rates go down, guess what? Those real estate agents have a lot of people they could refer you for refinances, mm -hmm. right? So now I'm prepared for both. Yes. Build up your financial pillar, right? Expand your, your pillars of referral networks. Um, if rates go down, I'm going to get more referrals. If rates mm -hmm. go up, I'm glad I got more people referring me business. Right. Exactly. So I think flexibility is what we need in Q4. So come up with your top three to five priorities for the quarter. Then measure how will you, by the end of December, how will you measure whether or not you were successful? If you want to focus on re-engaging with your real estate agents, what does that mean numbers wise? Uh, I've got 10 new 
referrals from new agents by the end of the quarter, and I've got three more committed agent partners, right? I, I want to measure it. Yes. Then what are my key couple of activities that I, are going to get me there that I can put into my calendar, my time blocking? Mm -hmm. One call a day, uh, one video a week, uh, one happy hour a month, you know, with agents. Mm -hmm. What are the activities that you can control to, that you think will get you there? That is a business plan. Mm -hmm. Priority, mm -hmm. how will I measure it? And what do I need to do daily or weekly to get there? That's a quarterly business plan. It's that simple, but you got to spend Perfect. 30 minutes to do it. Yes. Perfect. I love that. You know, I mean, that's, oh, couldn't have said it better. You know, Trevor, that's, that's spectacular. I love that. And, and, you know, I mean, I really hope that the people that are listening it to now and listen to our, you know, listen to this presentation later, that they're actually writing that those, those things down and actually executing on them. Um, because I, we, we couldn't ask for more. That's spectacular. Thank you so much. You so Trevor, um, I'm going to shift a little bit. We're going to pivot a little bit. You've been a coach with us for two years. Um, and um, you um, obviously are an industry leader. You run your own branch, very successful one, I might add. And, you know, so, you know, give me one or two highlights for you in being a high trust coach. It makes me better. Makes you better. Coaching others makes me better. It holds me accountable to the things I know I should do that sometimes I get distracted. We all have too much on our plate. We're all busy. We all struggle with time blocking, but when I have to help coach and, and lead others to get better at those things, it makes me be better at those things. So it ends up giving me as much as I give it. So I'm very fulfilled with coaching. I love seeing others succeed and taking everything I've learned, but also just helping them get clear on how they want to succeed, right? It's not just how I succeed, but as a coach, helping them get more clear on what they want to do to be successful, what it really means to them to be successful, how to implement the, the concepts of high trust, how to build a high trust business, how to become a high trust professional, right? They're, we're all on this journey, but there's a lot of ways to do it. Mm -hmm. So it makes me better. And I learn from them and I learn things as a coach that I get to take back to my own team. Mm -hmm. And then I get to take stuff from my team sometimes and share it with them on how we're implementing the, the law of the scale, you know? Right. Yes. The law of the ladder. Here's what my exactly. team's doing. Yeah. Would yeah. this work for you? And they say, that's a great idea, right? And it's just being a coach, uh, I get to learn as I coach. And it's, it's the ROI is huge in that way. Yeah. I think that that is probably, and then that's almost a, um, a criteria, you know, when we're hiring a coach is, you know, what is, what is your motivation? What is, you know, to become a high trust coach? I mean, it is a very, um, unique qualification process. You, you know, you need to be actively engaged in the business. You need to, you know, be a master of the high trust methodology. You need to have the heart of a coach and what you just explained, it makes me better is the heart of a coach. So Trevor, like we can't thank you enough for what you bring and the value that you bring to high trust coaching and to all of your coaching right. members and your team and your community that you serve. So I thank you for that. Thank you. Um, I'm just being a part around the other coaches, Hope, honestly. Yes, I know. For me, um, it, just being around such a high quality character of a, of a group of people in our industry that have had so much success, but also just love helping others, I get value from the other coaches as well. Uh, it, it's it's awesome. So I yeah. get it from my clients, I get it from you, I get it from Todd, and I get it yeah. from the other coaches. Yes, yes, absolutely. Win, 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 win. Yeah, win, <laughs> right win, win, win. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. 
Um, so for those of you, high trust coaching continues to grow. Um, as I said, it's, an, it's a unique profile to become a high trust coach. So if you would like to see if you qualify to be a high trust coach, please send me an email to hope.borman at hightrustcoaching.com. And I'd love to hear from you. And um, the last thing that I want to mention is, you know, obviously we have free coaching calls that we offer to anyone who's interested, want to get, wants to get more information about high trust coaching, what we do, what our program offers, please just go to hightrustcoaching.com and schedule a free coaching call. Wouldn't you say, Trevor? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I I think any of our coaching clients would highly encourage people to take advantage of a, a free coaching call and just just talk to a coach and get yeah. some get some input, get some guidance, uh, get some direction. Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, Trevor, any final any final messages before we sign off today? No, we've covered a lot of good stuff. I think be intentional yeah. about this quarter, um, but also understand that it's been an amazing year. Yes. So as you head into the holidays. Um, Make sure your clients and your referral partners aren't also becoming more important than your family at home right. and the people most important to you. I know we didn't really talk about that and it doesn't always come up, but uh, we do want every loan we can get. Turn times are stressing us out. But when you go home or when you, for me, go downstairs back and engage with my family from my home office, right. we have to remind ourselves daily that, that this is business. These are clients. And we can really get emotionally tied in with them, but don't let them take precedence over your your kids, your yes. spouse, your your significant others, your 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 family and closest friends that that, that deserve your attention when you're done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. And you know, there's that's there's nothing more important to make sure that you've got that balance. You know, is what we teach at High Trust is that work life balance, yeah. and it's very easy, wouldn't you say, to forget and to enmesh Very. ourselves into, you know, and, and, and maybe even, you know, uh, tell ourselves, it gives ourselves an excuse that's, you know, Todd calls excuse-itis, you know, that, oh, I'm working while I'm, you know, providing for my family. And yeah. so thank you for that message. It's super important. And it's I agree. It's not worth it if they don't get to know you and if they that's never right. hang out with you, it won't matter. So put, exactly. this, put this thing away. Yes. It, it can last a couple hours without you looking at it, you know, enjoy dinner with the family sitting on the table in front of you, right. you know, little things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think the kids notice it. I know. I think everybody notices it. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. They, they notice it when it's in front of you, you know? Um, so absolutely. So Trevor, thank you again. Thank you, you all for joining us today and um, make it a, an amazing day and do that 1%, 1% better. One that was zero. Yeah. No zeros at the end of your day. No zeros at the end of your day. <laughs> Thank you, Trevor. All right. Thanks, Hope. Uh-huh.